All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Draft Report. It's Thursday morning. We are your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft. Uh, today we got kind of a, um, I think, a polarizing pros- prospect, although he's pretty much locked into first-round consideration now. And, you know, even even talk of him first first overall pick, which I think is absolutely insane. But Kentucky's quarterback, Will Levis, he is a senior, six foot three, 222 pounds, so he's got that size. And a man who needs no introduction, but... We'll give him one anyways. Mike Valerie, uh, fresh off a week at the Senior Bowl. One of the co-hosts, so back to Debbie. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, t- I told my wife this goes well. We can we can quit our jobs and just do football full-time. And she told me she was never less attracted to me in my in her life. So <laughs> <laughs> the words no woman wants to hear. <laughs> we can do football yeah. full-time, honey. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things that I've talked about this before. I don't know if I'd want to do it full time. I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much as I do. You know, it's uh, it's hard to say if, if it was my livelihood. Who knows? But whatever. So, <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, we'll, we'll quickly go through Levis's profile. He was a three star guy in Middleton, Kentucky, Connecticut, Connecticut, Middletown, Connecticut. Um, once again, he went, first went to Penn State for a couple of years where they basically just use him as a goal line back. It was kind of crazy. Um, he transferred to Kentucky in 2020 after 2020, and he was a starter for Kentucky for 2021 and 2022. A lot of 20s in there. Uh, 2021 was, a, was an eye-opening season for him. He threw for 2,800 yards, 24 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, also rushed for 376 yards and nine and nine touchdowns. And we thought we'd see some sort of a positive step forward, and he was getting a lot of buzz for the draft, and then he kind of had a meh. 2022 uh, through for 2,400 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and had negative rushing yards as they didn't use him as a rusher as much. So that's the background. We'll go a little bit into why the background is the way it is. But right now, Mike, what skills does Levis possess that you think could make him successful at the next level? Yeah, I mean, I've, I know everyone's kind of beating the dead horse with this. We're, we're talking tools. And when they say tools, he has a great arm, nice release, has that NFL ability. He's six foot three, like 230, that, that type of size. Um, he, he does, in my opinion, offer more in the running game than his stats would suggest. I, I got to give it to him on that one. But he just has that good foundation to be an elite, po- like an elite pocket passer, especially with that arm talent. That's, that's something that you really can't teach at a certain age. It's kind of like it caps out. Right. Those are the things I thought that I noticed. He's he can make every single throw. You know, he's got really good touch, anticipation. Um, his deep ball's not the best. You know, sometimes he puts a little bit too much air underneath it. And he's played in, in a he's played in two systems that were like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan type of offense where he has the right terminology. They make a lot of the same calls pre-snap, things like that. So he's got some sort of familiar familiarity. I can't say that word. With NFL offenses. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I hate that. Now I feel like we're going to go right into the negatives because those are the positives, and they are some good positives. He's got the tools. But what are the negatives? These are the things that we see that are that we're worried about. What worries you most, Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a guy that's been talked about as an early first-round draft pick, and people just want to ignore the negatives or just maybe not even like pay attention to them. I, I think he's a slow processor. He doesn't manipulate defenses. I think he's pretty poor off platform off platform thrower you already talked about his deep ball he's got a cannon but like man that could that can go in multiple zip codes we don't really know where it's going to end up so his his ball placement deep too is just not great i i think he struggles against pressure like i mean pretty greatly too 
And I'm, I'm going to roll right into his, his 2021 here. Uh, when you watch like Wandell, for example, because I, I had trouble evaluating Wandell because when you watch him against G5 competition, he was like deep all the time. And I watched him against, you know, any SEC defense or power five competition. He was like short. I, I decided to go out of my way and calculate the difference in ADOT. And it was like 13 yards, you know, and then against SEC, it was something like six. And I, then I had to make the decision in my head, is this is this Wandell or is this Will Levis? And the more I watched it, I was like, Will Levis can't handle pressure. I mean, he just can't handle it. And they changed up their right. play calling to adjust for him. And and that's what he did. So he just threw it short. Real quick stuff, just nothing that's too complicated for him because he just can't do more than the simple. And then we saw the OC, Liam Cohen. You just mentioned Sean McVay there. Liam Cohen from Kentucky went to go be the OC at, at the Rams. So, I mean, clearly – the OC had, had had pretty good success over there. And a lot of people want to say, well, that's going to be Will Levis' downfall, the OC left, and, and the O-line left too. If you're an NFL caliber quarterback talked about as a top five pick, you need to be the truck. You need to be the driver driving the trailer, right? You can't be the guy in the trailer getting pulled by the team. And he's not, he's not driving the team. He's not elevating this offense. And so it's a little bit frustrating for people to really boost them up like this. I get the tools are there. And then let's just focus on just the pass catchers too, because I've heard the arguments against the pass catchers. Last year, he had Wandale Robinson, you know, second round pick. Love it. Uh, Josh Ali left too. Josh Ali was like a fifth year for us. He was probably the best receiver we've had before Wandale for about 20 years. We just really haven't been known for our offense. Um, But um, Ali just goes undrafted. Uh, But this year he gets maybe a top five athlete in, in wide receivers at Barry and Brown, who was an instant success. He has Dane key who slid right into Josh Ali's role. No big deal, but they also get a transfer in Tavion Robinson slot receiver from Virginia tech, who I think is a very good college quarter, like excuse me, college wide receiver in himself. So this argument over pass catchers, I think is is lame. And I do understand that. Yeah. The O line definitely got decimated by the draft and the, and the OC left too. So sure. But again, we're talking about a top five, pick that that's what can hold him back Dwight that's that's a long answer for you but that's what can hold him back. <laughs> yeah those are the things that I see that worry me you know that he he's you know when he is rattled when he is off platform he doesn't or when he's out of you know he doesn't set his 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 lower body mechanics they're not as good you know he does too much he does some mm-hmm. weird things with his feet you know he needs yeah. to set his feet more to take advantage of like the, the quick passes and things like that and he doesn't I, really go through his reads as well as you'd like to see. Um, I don't think he's he's not an improviser either. You know, if the uh, game plan goes wrong, like, I mean, that's it. Like, good luck. Right. And that's, I think, in in order to this is, you know, we talked about him being a Shanahan McVay product. Well, those guys are typically pretty clean with the ball. Levis had 25 interceptions and 17 fumbles. I mean, over his career, yes, some of it was at Penn State. But, I mean, he turned the ball over way too much, which is something, you know, I'm sorry, but McVay and Shanahan are not going to handle. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I see that that worry me, you know, and uh, tools are tools. You know, Josh Allen had a lot of questions when he was coming in. You know, so did Carson Wentz and Jake Locker. So, you know, that's, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he's a worthwhile project. I really do. I oh, just don't yeah. like this value, Adam. Like, I I, I, no. I would I would love to see him in the second round. I think that would be a great spot for him, you know, behind some veteran. So I, I but not not a first round. Th- I mean, GMs could lose their job over this type of pick. I mean, honestly, if this kid doesn't work out, some GMs like, oh, trust me, he'll work out in two, three years. The next Josh Allen, swear, you know, I mean. It, it's pretty easy to see, to find the bust in the first round once in a while. Like every couple of years, right. there's always, you know, like the, not all first round quarterbacks work out. And I think this one kind of sticks out like very obviously. 
Right. There's a, because that's just it is they'll say they'll give them a couple years, but if you've got top 10 draft capital, they're not going to sit for two years. You know, you don't draft a guy top 10 and sit him for two seasons. He's going to eventually play and it's going to be quick too, way quicker than he should. So, all right. Where does Levis stand in your quarterback rankings? Uh, quarterback. Yeah. He is QB four for me. I almost said three G's. He's QB four. He's behind uh, Anthony Richardson, another project, but I do like, Right. since athletic tools more uh you know we we watched justin fields this year uh for fantasy was great for actual football was not i think anthony richardson can run around just as good as justin fields can i don't so um oh, yeah. i do like they're both toolsy guys they're both projects but i i prefer the athletic profile of anthony richardson over will level and like we were talking about the draft capital i mean every mock draft has them going anywhere from one to the Colts, I guess, moving up. Four to the Colts, seven to the Raiders, 11 to the Titans, six to yeah, the I, Panthers, ninth. I mean, everybody's got them going top 10. So of those situations, is there one you would actually like? Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, a veteran. So I, the Colts would be fine because he can sit behind Matt Ryan for a year. He's Matt Ryan's still stuck there. Am I right? Like his contract still one more year on it, I believe. They're I just choosing so, not yeah. to use him. So... Uh, he just needs to go somewhere with a veteran. He cannot touch that field year one. And year two, I don't know if he can touch the field then either. I, I just I need to go back to because this year was just so abysmal. The way like I against power five competition, he he had 120 completions for 1,435 yards, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's across eight games. Never passed more than 230 yards against power five competition. And only four of those games over 200 yards. Oof. And I just Really want to say that, like, I understand everyone understands that he does have the tools. He has the foundation, but that should be the starting point of a conversation, not the complete argument. So uh, should be a day two guy. I think he's a day two guy. We just sat through the Malik Willis thing last year and Matt Corral, all those guys. And I felt bad because they actually invited two of those guys to sit in the green room for their first round picks and they didn't get picked until back in day day two. So I felt pretty bad for those guys getting clowned by the NFL. And I do think too, that disinformation in the NFL is, is a part of the game. I, they're mm-hmm. trying to hype up guys they don't want. So other teams reach on them so they can grab their guy a little bit later, not trade up. I, I do think that's a part of the game. So uh, as far as teams he goes to, I think the Colts in the second would be great. You know, uh, the Texans in the second could be fine. You know, again, people in the second round not first round i think right. i think people are going to lose their jobs over that yeah i, I kind of like the panthers but i have a feeling they won't let him sit behind darnold very long i think he'll push darnold right out of the way so i, I don't know if i like that spot it's just a revolving either. door uh, i think maybe the commanders honestly <laughs> too uh they got heineke yeah. in there i know they got sam howell and uh carson wentz is still there for a year but i, I think he could you know, they could struggle for a year just fine with that trio and then, uh, you know, let them get the show towards the end of the year. Maybe get Howell out there and get him some flashes and maybe they can trade him for something. Who knows? All right. Do you have a player comp for Levis? Are you a player comp guy? Or I mean, the best I could do, and I don't feel like it's fantastic, is is probably um Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is probably my player comp for him. Who's that. working out now, but that's because he's got Brian Dable <laughs> there. I mean, let's be real. It's because Brian Dable's there. If Will Levis went to Brian Dable, I don't care where he's drafted him. I'm in, but I'm not sure how many coaches <laughs> I believe in like that. Right, right. So, All right, thanks, Mike. Yeah, I suck with, comp- with comps, and I could not come up with one for him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah. the, the guys I mentioned that failed, uh, like Locker. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope for the guy. I mean, I always hope a player works out, you know. I definitely right. don't ever wish right. bad, but I just think the first round is putting too much expectation on yeah, it. Yeah, so. you don't want you don't want to set guys up for failure. And I believe that's what's happening here. Right. Like, um, gosh, who are we doing? I mean, we've had a, a litany of guys that have gone in the top 10, 15 the last couple of years that should not have, you know, J- uh, Rosen, Josh Rosen comes to mind. Yeah, Rosen was my first one, you too. Came to my mind. Yeah, just just set up for failure. Who knows if he has drafted in the third round and given time, who knows what would happen? Mike, thanks to you. Thank you very much. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you are working on. Yeah, you can have you can find me at FF underscore Dirty Mike. I'm the host of the Back to Daddy podcast, a part of the Canvas Can podcast crew. Um, I'm working on actually a way too early uh, mock draft of, of 2024 skill position players. So loaded with hot takes. I'm sure it's not going to go well with the people, but that's fine. You know, I'm just here to be honest about players with people. Um, but also, Dwight, I really want to thank you for having me on your show, man. I love listening to the show. I know we talked about it backstage on the Slack, but I do enjoy the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. My my goal is to make a show that's quick enough to talk about a guy uh, when you're just on a trip to the grocery store or something, you know, and you don't have all day to listen to a podcast. So that was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter, FM People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft, RPRT. We are a part of the Campus to Canton podcast family make sure you check out all of them including back to debbie the official chasing the natty debbie debate we got just listen to them all all of them are must listen so thank you guys very much for listening we'll talk to you tomorrow